Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey there, I'm so glad you're here. It's getting close to the time to enroll in the July group coaching program, and I don't want you to miss out. Enrollment for July group is June 23rd through June 30th. Create the foundation for your six-figure MFR business in 90 days without working harder. You're closer than you realize to having the exact business you've always wanted, even if you're starting from scratch and even if you've had your business for years. We start July 12th and calls will be at 11 a.m. Central on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Decide to make this a priority for your business and plan now to attend the calls live. Get on my email list and follow me on social media. I'll be hosting three live calls to discuss more details and answer any questions you might have about joining the July group coaching program. Already decided you're in? That's fantastic. You can enroll June 23rd through the 30th. And if you're going to be in Sedona for advanced unwinding in June, don't forget to say hello. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hommel, and I am interviewing a client of mine, Brian Cashman. He is an MFR therapist and owner of Kinetic Wellness Myofascial Release located in Evansville, Indiana. You guys just were on the news for some pretty big big stuff. Oh man. Yes, yes, we were. were. Oh boy. But he's famous for myofascial release and he's also a famous client of mine because he's having huge success. And that's why I wanted to have him on the program today. This is a big week for the MFR coach because not only is this episode airing the day that you can register for the next group coaching program, but I want to talk about Brian's success in group coaching so that you guys can see what is possible for you. So Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you for being willing to be here and talk about your story. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Okay. I was just looking back. I was reading your form that you filled out before we first ever talked to each other in December. And I don't know if you remember this, but you put on your form that you hoped to have your own successful MFR practice. That was your biggest hope when we met on December, I think, 6th of 2021. Do you remember? So what's happening now? Now we are in May of 2022. Did you meet that goal? Yeah. I mean, so I opened my doors February 28th. And I was very lucky because I had a full caseload working for somebody else. All my people came with me. My first month, so March, I made a little over $10,000. In your first month on your own? Yeah. First month, which was, I could never imagine that. Let's just take a pause there for a second. You made $10,000 the first month you were open on your own. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I had to look at the numbers like more than once because I kept looking like, is this real? I couldn't believe I made that much money. How much did you make typically when you were working for somebody else? So an average month, I'd probably make about 4,800. 
And you worked a lot of hours, right? Yeah. I mean, I would see at least 20 people a week. Okay. Up to 25 because I was always trying to see more people because you know how it is in that kind of business. Yeah, make more money, right? So when you opened up and in this first month, this first five-figure month, which is incredible, how many clients did you see that month or were you seeing on average Um, weekly? Yeah, I went through my numbers for a day. So my first month, I saw 86 clients. Mm -hmm. So averaged out to probably about 17 a week. Okay. So not bad, like really good. What's your goal for fully booked? Fully booked for me is about 16. Okay. So So you were even a little overbooked, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's great. And we kind of did this thing where since a lot of your clientele came with you, like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like everybody came with you or almost everybody came with you? Yeah. I mean, anyone that was receiving it, cause I'm the only one that does my fast release. So okay, they all came with me, which I think you're going to say, I gave everybody, they all kept my old rate for two mm-hmm. months. That way they had time to process it. Cause I raised my rate like $45. And then that way I could transition them over to my clinic and then get them kind of established there. So Yeah, that's amazing. And I think such a brilliant move because there's so many options. And I think we kind of discussed this in coaching, like you could raise the rate immediately. You could raise it for only new people and you chose to let them know right away what it was going to be so that they could settle into it. And what's your retention been since the full price went into effect just recently, right? May 1st? Yeah, May 1st, yeah. And how has it been? It's been good. I mean, all through April. So once April hit, I, that's when I started. Like, hey, just letting you know, come May 1st, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew because I told them before. And I mean, everybody's been good. I mean, everybody keeps... Some people might space it just a little further because I have a lot of people that are kind of in maintenance. They're not coming okay. every week for my old just because I've been seeing them so long. Yeah, because you've really been doing such a good job. Yes. <laughs> it's but, uh, yeah. But I mean, no one's had any issues, you know? Um, yeah. That's so fun. Now, remember all the anxiety you had, or would you say you had a lot of anxiety about this transition? I would say I had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Tell us what it was like, this whole process from when we first started coaching in December until like what is happening now. So when we first talked, and I'll backtrack because I discovered your stuff, I think in like March of 2021. Oh, okay. I got your book, started listening to the podcast. And it was just like, man, this makes sense. You know, I was working for someone else. And even back then I was like, all right, while I'm here, what can I do to start establishing myself as an MFR therapist in a massage world? Mm -hmm. So I used to, I was one of those, like, I didn't work a lot of nights and weekends, but like I would, and I would just try to get clients. You know, I remember you talking about, do you go see your dentist at night? Do they change their hours for you? And so I started setting my hours. I'm still like, I'm not doing nights anymore. And then like, we got into the year and I talked to the owner. Even back then I was like, I raised my rates, renegotiated my, what cut I got from them. Mm -hmm. Still, I was just working and I was like, man, I'm I'm working hard for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. uh, One of your other things that you put on that intake form was the feeling that you had that you were always going to be stuck where you were at, always stuck making just not enough to cover what you needed to cover. Yeah. Do you remember being in that? Oh, yeah. You don't make that much. I mean, working for someone else is hard anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even raising my rate and getting a bigger percentage, I knew you had your that next round of coaching coming. That's when I was like, all right, new year, I'm just, I'm going to, let them know I'm leaving. I was going to join the first coaching group that I was in mm-hmm. and then just transition. Because when I originally gra- I graduated from massage school, 
2019 and I was a physical therapist assistant. And so okay. I said, all right, I'm going to work here for two years, beard of clientele, and I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But really I had no game plan. Like as I've gone through this, I've been like, I was thinking today, I was looking back, I'm like, I probably would have never left because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to even start the process. So I probably would have been there for five years going, I want to start doing this soon. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I think when you work for somebody else, it, like it just becomes easy, right? And you're on autopilot yeah. and you don't question if it can be different because why would it be, right? And it yeah. seems so hard to do it on your own and scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems guaranteed when someone else is providing the clients for you. Yeah, well, and that's the thing I got. I think that where I start, I don't want to say bitter is because I got my own clients. Mm-hmm. Once it came to MFR, as you know, I do my own advertising on Facebook. I post a lot of stuff and they weren't sending me people anymore. It was word of mouth and referrals. And so I was like, yeah, I'm paying a lot of money for doing my own thing. And so... Yeah. When um, did you end up figuring out it was costing you $2,000 a month to be there? I mean, I knew it because I started doing the math after I started listening to your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was always telling everybody, I'm like, do you guys realize how much money we pay? Which, I mean, they're all like, oh, yeah, you know, but I'm like, that's $2,000 for a room. Yeah. So it just made sense to me that it was time. And it was just helpful because I remember when we first started, because I feel like some people probably feel in this round of coaching. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I just feel like I'm behind. I felt like, man, I'm with these people that they've already got established places and they're just doing the thing. And yeah. But, yeah. Cause uh, you were in my second group of coaching. So yeah, there were yeah. people that had coached with me for almost a year in that second round and or had been through a round and were in their second yeah. round. And so now you're the alumni in this group and people are comparing themselves to you. What's that like? I just mean it because I, I remember being there and I remember hearing them and I was just like, man, am I going to be there? And I think going back to before, like I'm a laid back person, but as we got closer to me opening, I wasn't sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. I remember just waking up and I'd be like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And it was so uh, scary. Well, yeah, it was a big change. But I mean, what helped me was, because like I said before, like I had no idea. And you were like, all right, while you're trying to find a place, you get your LLC, you have me get everything in place so that once I finally found a location, I just turned on my booking, I turned all that and I was ready to go. And so I just opened up and I would have on my own because I have a decent sized place and I would have been like, I can't open until like it's all ready. And you're like, you just need a room. So I got my room ready and I worried about the rest. And I mean, really, it's been fine. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing, like how fine it is and how much you can set up ahead of time. Because a lot of people w- will wait for perfection. They'll wait yeah. to be- feel comfortable. I mean, you'd still be waiting to raise your rate if you're waiting to feel comfortable, right? Oh, God, yeah. Because <laughs> it just doesn't come. The relief comes after you make a decision and you implement it, you tell all the people and then you just start doing it. Now, when you collect that full rate and you're doing MFR only and you're in your own space, like what is that like? It feels good. Like, you know, like everyone else, like we don't do what we do to make a bunch of money, but I also want to get compensated because we invest a lot of time and money. So it Mm -hmm. feels good to me to help people and I can make a living now and I can do positive things with that money. So yeah, it feels good. I mean, because I get to help people now and I'm not at the end of the day, I'm not like, God, that's all I made, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And are you still in the position where you're just covering your bills or like, do you have money now? I have money now. Yeah, what's uh, that like? I'm not used to it, (laughs) you know? 
to look at my bank account and be like, whoa, there's some money in there. You know? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I go to a lot of workshops and I go to a lot of other classes and to actually be able to go do stuff and not just rack up credit cards till like I'm able to pay cash for some things. And, you know, it's not hurting, yeah. you know. Let's talk about that for a minute because that's some of the stuff we do in coaching, which is like we figure out how to become the people that have money and figure out exactly what to do with that money once it starts coming in so that you don't just perpetuate the problems that you had before when you had less money, right? Because we're still operating on the brain that we came into coaching with, the one that's probably living with scarcity and anxiety and fear and confusion, right? Mm -hmm. And we slowly try to change the way we think about money, the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about our patients, all those things. What would be one takeaway that you have from some of the money education you've gotten out of this group? I think one of the most important things to me, I never knew exactly how much did I have to make each month. I just Mm -hmm. know I needed to make money. And Mm -hmm. so that was probably the biggest eye for me is like one of the first things you have to do is you're like, sit down and find out all your expenses. And no one wants to do that. I remember Mm -hmm. being like, oh God, this is going to suck. Cause I never knew it. It's like, so then we sat down and we coached around it and you figure out like, this is what you have to make each month. And I was like, all right. And so you come up with your rate, but that was probably the biggest thing for me. Cause I knew I had a lot of debt. I never knew how much, I never knew what all, I just knew I had to make money because mm. that, that's just one of those topics that was never fun. And so once we got a handle on that, it was like, all right, this is what I have going out each month. That's probably one of the biggest takeaways. I got a handle on my money in that sense. So that helped me a lot because I knew what was coming and what was going. And okay, so this is how much I have to make. Okay, so Mm -hmm. this is what I have to do. Instead of just being like, I just need to make some money this month. Yeah, I don't have no idea how much, even if I'm doing a good job or not, right? And I think a lot, like it's just, this is not uncommon. And I hear this all the time. Oh, I read your book, but I totally skipped over the part where you showed me how exactly how to set my rate. And I'm so confused and I'm... I'm talking to this person who works at Massage Envy and I'm comparing it to this person over here who does haircuts. Like, no, it's not how we come up with our rates. And your rate could literally be whatever you want it to be, but it really is helpful when it's based on facts and what you want to make, right? So we consider the facts and what you want to be bringing in and then you come up with your number from there. And then it's even easier to implement because every time you have anxiety feelings about it because you're thinking no one's going to pay it. You remind yourself about how much you love that rate and what you're going to be able to do based on earning that much money and how many bills you're going to be able to pay. And it makes it easier to stick to it. Because I've had even people that are like, oh, like they literally think they're going to die while we're going through this transformation. And I'm like, just lower your rate then. And then they're like, but I don't want to. Like this is my rate. And I'm like, okay, then you just have to implement it. And once you start telling people and delivering it, like it's the news, it really becomes easier and easier. And that's hard at first. I remember I set my rate and I charged 140 an hour. And Mm -hmm. so when I was letting everybody know I was leaving and starting my own place and that my rate was going up. Because what was your rate at the other place? Was it like 95 or? It was 95 at the end. When I Uh first started, they charged 75. Okay. I didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, Man, this is nothing. So anyway, yeah. So when I left, it was ninety five. So I was mm-hmm. increasing at forty five dollars. And I remember when it came time to tell someone else, I was just like, "Oh my god, I have to tell this person this rate." And there was people that were like, "That's a pretty big jump," you know. Yeah. And I learned as I got a little more confident. Say, "Well, it was a pretty big discount." 
but uh, it's easy oh, now. Oh yeah, that's like I, and such it took a good me, way to yeah. say like, well, I've been giving you this huge discount. Yeah. Now I kind of want well, to get paid. So I was like, man, you've been saving a lot of money for a year now. But <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's great. And it took me time to get there, but I love my Ray now. Like mm-hmm. I remember, even I was like, oh my god, is this you know? Ooh. But I, you know, I feel that I provide a valuable service and yeah. uh, help a lot of people. And it's not that I'm like, man, I'm going to make a bunch of money, but I do want to survive. And I tell people, man, like. I invest a lot of time and money to learn what I do. Like this is yeah. cheap. I'm always like, if you're looking for a massage, right? Just go get a massage. See if that yeah. happens. I don't know. Yeah. There's um, a lot of time also invested, right? It's the time, it's the money, it's the commitment level. Like even with coaching, this round of coaching is twice as much coaching as any other round. And you're showing up with bells on every week, twice a week, right? Like that costs money and time and is an yeah. investment and it helps you sell MFR better. It helps you understand your role as the therapist better and helps you understand how to manage your money better. And also, do you find that you have more of like a calmness to how you show up to your business or an understanding of like exactly why you're making the decisions you are for long-term? Yeah. It helps me to make the decisions because if I would have gone through coaching and opened my place and I would have gotten to this point where I had a place I'm not a business-minded person. So I think I would have fumbled through things a lot more than I have. Mm-hmm. This has really helped put things in place and just know that I can make a decision. Well, maybe if it's the wrong decision, I just make another decision down the line. Yeah. Because I think I really liked... What's her name? Latifat? Oh, yeah. Dr. Latifat. Yeah. She had said something. I think it was a talk she gave to the first group. But it was, uh, you're never stuck. You just have unmade decisions. Yeah. And so, so everybody's important. always, you know, and I hear it in this grouping, I was like, everybody's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, just make the decision. You're not mm-hmm. stuck. Right. And your business grows at the rate you're willing to make decisions. Yeah. It can be fast or slow. It can be torturous or it can be amazing. And like, there's always going to be uncomfortable parts to it, but we don't have to stay stuck in that. One of the things you said on your intake form too was like that fear of continuing to be stuck, like not making the change was more scary than staying where you were. And that's what motivated you to come to coaching. What would you say to someone that's like you five months ago, maybe before you made the decision to join, like what do you think was the tipping point that said, this is what I need to do? Oh man. I always knew I wanted to have my own place. But I never knew how. For me, the tipping point was just, like I said, I invest a lot of time and money and to learn all this. And I'm like, I'm just giving away. And I'm like, I didn't want to end up being bitter. I think anyone can do it. You know, I think that's the hard thing is like, what's on the other side? You know, we don't know. I don't know anyone that's gone through coaching that's been like, well, that was a waste of money. You know? Right. Thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't talk about those people. We, but, I mean, if they're no. there, shoot. <laughs> no, I mean, because I think it's even if you've got an established practice, I think still you're going to learn stuff. There's yeah. always something to take away. And I always say, man, as MFR therapists, we're all very good at what we do hands on. Mm-hmm. A lot of us suck at business because no one teaches that. I don't know. It's almost like, being good at business, like you can't even say that about yourself anymore, right? That's no longer an option. Like you're kind of a badass at business, especially if we look at the facts, like where your first month on in business on your own, you made $10,000. That's incredible. And I don't think people realize how hard that is, how hard it is to create that. And 
also how easy it is too, when you just put your head down, you are willing to look at the places where you're lacking and you're willing to learn how to fill it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You also said something about like, you didn't really put yourself out there as much as you thought you could, and you wanted to get better at that. And now like you are the king of MFR memes and all of these (laughs) business posts that you do that are so good at explaining exactly how MFR can help somebody in a very clean and concise way without having to tell someone exactly how MFR can help them in every single way. Like, you know, you're able to edit yourself down so good that people get it. And and I learned that I'm going to interrupt you now, but uh, I used to be one of those, like we hold things and we got the piezoelectric effect and, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, people don't care, you know, I learned from you in the beginning, I think even before coaching, which is listening to stuff was, how does it help? How can you help somebody? That's what someone cares about. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, I, you know, I'm big on it. And I, I post all sorts of stuff. I tell stories about my clients that I've gotten better and how it helps. Cause that's what people care about. Yeah. They don't care why we're holding it for five minutes or what's happening unless they're wanting to just know the sciencey stuff because they're interested in it, but no one yeah. cares. Right. I have clients that have no idea what I'm doing to them. They just yeah. know that it works. So I got real good at telling people what I could do. And then I also, because I know, man, I consider myself a pretty good therapist, but you know, people are like, hey, can you help me? And you still have that, oh, I don't know, man. Should I tell them yes? I don't know if I can help them. And I learned from you early on, yeah, I can help you. I tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. Someone says, do you think you can help? Yeah, I can help you. And I got better at offering help without having that like, oh my God, what if I can't help them? Like, right. You know, because yeah. I know right. I can help them. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, people are like, well, how many sessions? I'm like, well, it matters. How far do you want to go with this? Exactly. You want to do a few sessions to just do symptomatic relief? We could do that. But I'm like, it's really how far do you want to go? Yeah. Do you Um, want to be pain-free? Because that's also totally available. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have the guts to offer that. And they don't have the confidence to say, I can help you. And I think it's that the flexing and the practicing of saying, I can help you and saying it over and over again and really getting into that belief that you can and that you will help them. And you'll know, like we are all smart enough to know if we need to refer out or if this is a something above our pay grade, right? Like it doesn't mean we're going to go and cure all ailments, but we do know when we can help people. Just being willing to say those words, it really changes people's lives. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I've had people come in that have years of pain and, you know, they've gotten better. They've never had relief before. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I could have said like, no, because I didn't know if I could help them and they could still be going through what they're going through. Yeah. And it gets easier the more you do it. Same with the rate, same everything else. It's like, it sucks at first. Like, man, it hurts. But like, <laughs> the more you get used to it, it just gets easier and easier. Do you think some people think... I don't know what it looks like to people outside of coaching, right? And I'm the coach. So like, I'm only always thinking about how to help people when they come into the group. But I think sometimes MFR therapists are thinking that all this is about is raising your rate. It starts with that as the hardest part, but it's so much more. Like, what would you say to people? Like, what else is it besides just raising your rate? What else has changed? And I think some people get hung up on that. Like, here's my rate. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's more than that though, because there's so much more to take away. Like, if you're just looking at this as it's going to teach you how to raise your rate, well, you're missing like 90% of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, 
how to show up for your clients more, how to show up for yourself more. Because I think that's where we tend to lack. You know, if you just focus on the rate, you're just going to get stuck on the money part. Yeah. The money's the side effect. You know, exactly. I don't do this to make a bunch of money. That's the side effect of helping people. I charge what I charge because of the service I provide. Yeah. But the, the results that just, your clients yeah. get. Yeah. So it's a side effect, you know, because sometimes you hear people get stuck in that, like they're making decisions on the money. I'm like, well, that's just the side effect. But this to me, it teaches you the belief level in yourself and the far, the client, it teaches you all these other little things that when you put them all together, that's where that shows up. That's where you start making the money. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things for me was the thought work. And that's probably one of the areas I feel like people probably lack. There's like, well, I haven't been doing my brain dumps or I haven't been doing my models. And I'm like, man, that's one of the most important things. But how long did it take you to get to like buy into that and like really do it? I would do it in the beginning, but I don't know. You'd be like, but I'm starting to turn it more positive. You're like, they're not supposed to be positive. <laughs> so we're <laughs> not trying positive, to, Polly. Stop trying room. to turn it around. Yeah. But Just sit me, in the shit um, of all of it. <laughs> yeah. I'll say the end of last month, the, the first group that I was in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I use them. I wouldn't say I do them every day like I should, but especially if I'm feeling like, oh God, I'm worried. Like there's a client that I'm just like, this is going to be painful or maybe the next week's not booked like I think it should. I'll just dump it all out. And as others say, usually then I'll get people start booking. Because yeah. you can either let it bounce around in your head, sit here and think like, because you know, our thoughts will take us everywhere. But if you just yeah. dump it out and see what's going on in your head, even just that part, that helps. Because one, then you're creating space for other stuff. And then if you do a model and you see, all right, well, here's where my thoughts are. Here's where it's taking me, where I want to go. Mm-hmm. That all has been so beneficial to me. Instead of just sitting there letting it go around and around in my head, I can dump it all out and do something with it and then find a better way to handle it. Yeah. Um, Well, I love that for you and for everybody else that decides to really go all in with the thought work and to see like how much... I don't even know if it's like about control, but how much we can look at situations without being so dramatic about it. Like when we delete all the drama around it, then we can experience it in a different way yeah, and take our power back. And like, we can make decisions from our power instead of from just like old patterns that we have that we've picked up along the way that don't necessarily serve us anymore. Well, and I think a lot of us, we get trained in the, you know, like just think happy thoughts and just think positive, Mm -hmm. but it's like, well, it's not all happy thoughts. And it's like, let's find out what am I thinking? Because like you say, circumstances are neutral. Yep. We just have thoughts about them and we tend to have all sorts of thoughts. So it's like, all right, well, you can keep having that thought, which you've been having, or we can look at it and then we can, well, what am I looking to accomplish? And then we go through the model and like, all right, this is the thought I need to keep having. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started doing, you know, because I did a lot in the beginning about my rate. I mean, I used yep. to jokes. When you sent us the first videos, I always laugh about it because Julia from group one. <laughs> I used, Shout out to uh, Julia. Man, hey. Every time in that one, I remember she would be like, can we talk about my rate? I don't feel good. And I used to, I think I have a message when I said, man, you're my spirit animal. Cause that's I how I felt She's at the, the start of my group. And I was just like, Oh my God, I don't yeah. feel so good about this. And well, and that's I mean, the thing. Was, like, it's so amazing when I look back, like on group one, two, and it's like, now we're on group three, we're about to start group four, but like everybody's drama about the rate is the same. Like they, everybody yeah. wants to die. Like everybody thinks, and, everybody's going to hate them or it's going to ruin their business. They're going to burn their business to the ground. Like I've heard all of these stories yeah. and just so far hasn't been the case. 
are there people that have done coaching and then not really followed through with their thought work and like totally reverted back to old patterns? Probably. Yeah. But that's okay. Like John says, no matter how far down the path you've gone, you can always turn around. Like you can always pick up that pen and start really cleaning up your thoughts again. When you have a clean brain, you can make really clean decisions without so much drama. It doesn't save you from pain. It doesn't save you from life. And this is not about being a positive scratch and sniff sticker, but... (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, you've said before, you're going to go through the same amount of turmoil if you're raising it $10 or if you're raising it $50. Yeah, or $100. How much are you willing to fill in the moment? Someone else has mentioned, I've noticed at a higher rate, I... It's the clients I get. I don't have people that are just coming because, well, it's, it's cheaper. So mm-hmm. I've had people contact me that hadn't seen me since before I left my last place. And they're like, hey, what's your booking thing? I want to get in. And I just never hear back from them. Yeah. Now, in the past, I would have been like, had all sorts of thoughts about that. But I'm just like, well, I guess they're not for me. You know, I'm here to help people that want to get helped in that one MFR and they want it for me. Yep, you know, I, I love don't try it. to compete with anybody. But uh, yeah, so they just keep showing up, you know, and I just keep getting referrals and keep putting hands on people and helping them and do it again. That's amazing. Would you say you're your best referral source? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I would say I'm lucky because I had clients, but, but you created like, all of that. Like, well, that was and already- that's one thing I think people in the open, I, cause I know when I first went to bars, like I thought, man, I'm just going to help someone and everybody's going to want to come to me. Mm. That's not how it works. I spent a year, a good year and a half building my relationship with clients and building my clientele. So I didn't just open my doors and it flooded in. It takes time to build that. But I'm like, man, just keep helping people. And the more you help them, the more they're going to tell people. It just takes time. Of course, you want to open your doors and you're just packed, but it still takes time. I was just lucky. I built that somewhere else, not making any money, but I built it. Well, but I built it. And so now I, I can, you know, and I raised my rates. I mean, I had clients that were shocked at first, but they see the value. So mm-hmm. once they were able to work through that, then they just keep coming because they know right. what it does for them. Well, and I think we had a discussion too. It was like, even if 50% of your clients left, you would still be making more money. Yes. So you could afford to lose 50% and still be making way more money than you were making. And I think when we figured out that number, you were like, oh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's a lot of scenarios where this works out for me. <laughs> I was looking through numbers for this just in case you asked. So I was like, look mm-hmm. at what I made my first month, April, May. And since I've raised it, you know, because I'm used to chasing that 20 clients a week. Yeah. And, and that's so now, exhausting. That's hustle, right? When you have to chase yes. those clients. And that's where, like, when we were starting this round of coaching, because the coaching calls are during the day, I'm mm-hmm. sure some people are like, oh, but I'm like, oh, good. That's going to make me not try to fit people in. Ooh, I love and, that. Uh, I love that thought, right? Because some people were like, nope, not going to yeah. do coaching because there's no way I can change my schedule. Yeah. Like, you so guys all run your own hours. schedules. What's happening? Uh, I block out two hours on those days yeah. and I only see three people. And what's your thought now, about that? Like, like, that's just fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, if I see three people a day, I'm good. Because I get clients who are like, so how many people do you see today? You see eight? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm like, I right. see like four people, man. And they're like, what? And I'm how like, does the therapist that's like excited to see three or four people a day, like how do you show up to every single client versus the person that's hustling to get eight in? Yeah, you, have, like, you can't I'm, tell you know, me that it's the same I'm energy. there for them. I tell people I'm here for longevity, man. I'm mm-hmm. not here to try to cram people in. You know, and that's why you schedule out. If you want, I to love see this. Me. Your first month, you made ten grand seeing three or four people a day. Well, I was still hustling. I was seeing 
some days it was five because I have a, I had a bad habit. But even if it was only five, like that's still yeah. so like leisure. But my average, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it wasn't as hard as I would think it was. I couldn't imagine making that. But I mean, right. it, it wasn't hard because one, I'm doing what I love. I'm doing yeah. it for myself. I'm not yep. answering to anybody else. Let's talk about when you decided to rent your space. <laughs> Because I think this is when you really figured out how much you were paying to be where you were, right? You're being a contractor and you found your space, you figured out what your budget was and everything and you got it. What was the switch where it was like totally safe for you to get that space and no longer really safe to stay as an independent contractor? I mean, at the point when I was looking, I already knew I was leaving. Oh, and you had a really honest conversation with the people too. Yeah. And that I'm very lucky. Better. I worked for some good people. Yeah. And even when I told them, there was nothing. She's like, you just let me know. Yeah. And she said, you you know, it's nothing but upfront. A lot of that was she, your availability to be vulnerable and to be upfront with them too. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I mean, like, people are like, you're just going to tell them? And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't want any kind of... And when you did, you I, felt better. Yeah. And she was there fine. You know, and it yeah. was, I was lucky because they were like, I could take whoever I wanted. You know, they let me get That's all their amazing. information out of the system and put it into mine. So That's amazing. So yeah. I was very lucky on that standpoint. Because that was the hard thing for me. I was like, I don't know where to look. And you're always like, well, look at this place. Look at this place. Look at this place. And I'm like, and I think I did yeah. some Google searches for you. I was like, if I can Google this from La Crescent, Minnesota, I'm pretty sure you can Google it from your computer, Brian. And this, <laughs> yeah. And I was. It was just, you know, I was making it harder than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But I found this place. And I mean, I have 550 square feet and I pay what you would most people would probably pay for a room. Yeah. So I've got a lot. Yeah. I'm in a decent location. And it's more than you ever thought, right? Like that you would have and it's so affordable. Yeah. I mean, I've got a decent amount of space here. I don't need it all, but yeah, I mean, I've got fine. my room and really it's like before coaching, I would have been like, this lobby's got to look pristine before I open. And really I was like, I put two chairs out there, hung my all my certificates on the wall and nice. I got my room ready and no yeah. one cared. I laugh in this coaching group because people worry about the website. I'm like, I just made a website. Just and during this. When you guys were doing it, I was like, I guess I need to kind of make this website. Yeah, See, I, mean, I think I just... that's a really good thing to point out because I just posted something last week about not needing to pay for expensive ads or websites. And you don't need to pay for all this marketing, right? And like, this is proof. Oh, your first month, yeah. 10K. Like you just because when we when I was getting that together, I think do you remember me talking about? I bought my mm-hmm. domain name through Google. Mm-hmm. Well, then I realized you can't transfer a domain name for like sixty days or something. Oh, that's right. And so I couldn't. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to build a website. Then so all I did was I took that domain name. I had to go straight to my massage book. So if you clicked on my, so I just which could still give them Kinetic Wellness MFR. It yeah. just went to massage book. That's such no a smart like, twice. And you just like you like pivot. Don't have my website. We'll just pivot to this. You can online book like. And that. I really, I thought like I'm just going to keep it like this because it's not doing that. But then when you guys were going through, I was like, I started goof around. I was like, well, I guess I'll put my website together. Mm-hmm. And so I threw something together. I thought that way. I think that's so on. funny. I don't even know if I knew that. So that's really funny. And also, yeah, just, it website, just proves but... you don't need one. <gasps> How much money have you spent on advertising? I always joke because my first degree is in graphic design. So mm-hmm. I make memes and people are like, where'd you get them? I'm like, I just make them. Like I find mm-hmm. stuff I like, I redo it, I put information out, I just post it. Yeah, you're and just having fun. That's the yeah, other thing too. Like you before can coaching, tell you're yeah. having fun. Yeah. And before coaching, I would post stuff, but I didn't want to post too much because I didn't want to annoy people. Right. And then first coaching, I'm, I really realized like no one's looking at this unless they want to. So I was like, man, I'm going to post every day. So... and. My first coaching group, I just started bombarding every day, just posting. Yeah. 
And man, I just started getting people off Facebook. You know, yeah. people were like, hey, I saw your post. And I'm thinking like, oh, it's my work. But uh, I think in the coaching, I think I got within a matter of a month, I think I got five people off Facebook just seeing my stuff. And either yeah. they came in or they sent somebody else in. That's so fun. And, and the, you can tell that it's the energy behind it, right? The thought, like, I can just do this. And the permission to just do it. It didn't have to be perfect. No one needed to know where you're, yeah. you know, like... Because there's days I'm like, man, this looks good. And there's days I'm like, this sucks. I'm still going to post it. Oh, you totally. Know? Me yeah. too. Like, just post it. Who cares? Yeah. It's and like, I used to usually like, the oh, ones man. I think are terrible. People are like, that was so good. I'm like, really? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. And I used to get hung up on like, well, that one only got two likes anymore. I'm like, I don't even care. I don't even look Mm -mm. just because I'm like, people are seeing it. You know, not everybody's going to like it because I get people that they won't like it. They won't say nothing, but they'll message me. Yeah. Appointment. You know, right. And I, and that's another thing. Yeah. People steal your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I tell them to. No, no. I bet I'm saying people see it. They just don't always like it because, you know, yeah. uh, But that's the other fun thing too. You're like, I don't care if you use this. Like, if it's going to help you go ahead, that's really fun. Yeah. I tell anybody, man, use it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm telling you, you guys, you got to look Brian up and follow him on Facebook. And are you on Instagram too? Yeah. Okay. I don't put as much on Instagram just because I don't have as wide of an audience, but I do mm-hmm. put stuff on there. But okay. most of my stuff's on my on Facebook. On my Facebook. But it's really good. And it is very generous of you to like want to share that with other MFR therapists. And MFR therapists like just have fun. And when you are posting from fun, you're posting from your heart and you are just trying to help someone and you're not worried about it being perfect, it's going to come across totally different and relatable to somebody because people don't love perfection. You have to be a real person. And I always laugh when people think that I'm somehow perfect. And and Brian can probably see my background. I'm assembling box. I'm getting ready to send everybody some I wasn't going to say anything, but... (laughs) It looks like I'm moving, (laughs) but like there's boxes everywhere. And, you know, it's a mess, but... It's fine. I can still do my job just great, even with a bunch of boxes in the background. <laughs> I forgot to mention that when we started. That's all right. I wasn't going to say anything. You're getting a t-shirt and a water <laughs> bottle in the mail soon. <laughs> I'll let it slide. <laughs> You'll already have it by the time this airs. That's so funny. All right. Well, what else do you want to share with the audience before we go? What would be your parting words? You know, really, uh, people are probably always on edge. I don't think anyone could go through this and not benefit. Because, you know, when John's stuff, or, you know, Noah's all the way up to expert level. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you are. Yeah. I have a lot of experience in John's and outside. I think I'm still considered like an intermediate just because I don't mm-hmm. have one in the class. There's yeah. two expert level therapists in this town. It don't affect me none. Like, I love it. Like, it's actually beneficial for you to have multiple there's enough, well, therapists. And there's, yeah. there's enough people in this city I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands we have. Like we can only mm-hmm. see so many people. And mm-hmm. Some people click with me, some people click with them. But uh, if you want to actually make a living at this and you want to learn how to run a business and do all your stuff and not just be bitter and trying to see eight people a day, like you can't go wrong. That's why I'm in my second round of coaching. Cause I mean, I think I got my place with one month left and I was like, I ain't losing the momentum now, man. I'm like, I've learned so much from this, you know, so I'm thankful because of what it's done for me, because we all have the heart where we want to help people. Mm -hmm. We feel guilty for charging. And I'm like, your doctor doesn't feel guilty for charging. We say people, you know, that's one thing I tell people. If someone says, well, man, that's kind of expensive. Well, compared to what? To a massage, yes. To surgery, to miss work, all that kind of stuff. And one thing we've talked before, I would say, John Barnes in the beginning, I was broke as hell. I started going to workshops. I never received a call from John. 
asking me if I thought this was too much and if I could afford it. I was or, there because I wanted if to the... be there. Seminars were like convenient for you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like John, John was like, "You want to be there? You can be there." You know, yeah, and that's show how up. I am. I'm like, I'm here to help, and it's up to you if you want to work with me. You know, yeah, I don't feel like this is a high rate. I charge what I charge because I invest a lot of money and I help people. Yeah, and, uh, it's not expensive. It's expansive because yes. what are the benefits for somebody to spend 140 or 150 dollars at a time? But live their life better, enjoy their lives more, like show up to things that they are missing out on. It's too easy to take a nap and stay in bed all day because you can't get out of bed and just decide that that's okay. That's expensive. You are missing Mm -hmm. out on so much and people's lives are long. Like I want to live it. I want to be in my life, not just be on the sideline. The thing about... MFR is because I always tell people, you know, I get people coming for neck pain and they're like, man, I'm sleeping better. My back feels mm. better. I don't have the headaches. And like, this is unlike medication. We have good side effects. Exactly. You know, regardless of what you're seeing, it's going to affect you in so many ways. That's really um, good. Yeah. I've taken so much out of this. I don't know how someone could go through coaching and like I said earlier, get done and be like, well, that was a waste of money and time. Right. Unless you just go through and you resist everything and you don't put in the time and do the work. It's just like yeah. MFR, you know? I always tell people, you know, there's two of us in this. This is a team effort. I can't just do it for you. You can't tell me what my rate's going to be. That's why I always like is you don't always just answer stuff. You're like, well, you tell me. Why don't you guys try to look this up? You know, it's not like I'm not here to baby you. I'm here to help you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all of that. And I think you're right. Like coaching is a relationship that we have to develop. And you could totally sign up for coaching and show up and be resistant to everything and I guess you could be grouchy or bitter at the end if that happened, but I feel like I could break through at some point. I'll break in there. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> and for some people, it just takes multiple rounds of coaching yeah. to really get it and understand. And that's not a problem because there's always new material. Yeah. I don't think it's boring. I think it's always no. changing and the group is the dynamic is always different. It's always awesome. Well, and I'll say not a paid advertisement. I feel like one round gets you started. To me, like if I had a look at where I'm at, my first round of coaching was like the helping me get everything in place, helping me set the rate, yeah. helping me get over setting the rate. <laughs> and now I'm in a spot where it's like, I need coaching on above and beyond stuff, yeah. through the rate stuff. I don't need the coaching on the love of my rate because I love my rate. Now I'm on the other stuff, managing yeah. the money and still getting better and better and better at that stuff. That's like, that's why we don't just go to one MFR workshop. You can exactly. and you can help people, but how much do you want to help people? How much do you yeah. want yourself? Yeah. And there's a difference, right? In therapists that want to do all the classes one time or just two classes and they think they should be expert level, like there's an entitlement there. And that can happen with coaching too. You like think you should know it all and like you don't need any help. No problem. But like you're my ideal client, right? You're like, I'm here for it. I'm going to learn as much as I can and repeat it if I can. And I appreciate that because it makes everybody else's experience also better to have people that do repeat and it's fun to see you be the newbie in the one group and then be. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Yeah. It, and it helps because I remember seeing like some of the people in my group that it was their second round and watch them where they started and where they got to, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, shit, I could do that. Yeah. You and you I did. Mean? Okay, Brian, give us the numbers to wrap this up. What was March and April like for you and what is May predicted to be? So March, I saw 86 clients. I made a little over $10,000. 
Okay. Now that was about a five week month, but that okay. still came out to a little over 2000 a week. Okay. April, I saw 75 clients and I made a little over 8,000. Okay. Which came out to a little over 2000 a week. Perfect. Which is funny to me is so in May, if I saw no one else, I have 65 people down to see mm-hmm. and I will make more than I made in April. So right now I'm set to make like about 8,300. Okay. And we're only at May 17th. And that's 10 less people than I saw in April because everybody's paying my rate now. Yeah. Uh, so are you feeling comfortable there or is like, is your brain kind of giving you some drama about anything? I sing over the drama. Like, you know, is this going to keep going? Is it going on? And there's times where I'm like, well, yeah, why would it just stop? Because I'm helping people, you know? And yeah. It's like anything. It's like we talk about with healing. It's not just that straight upward slope. There's mm-hmm. going to be ups and downs throughout the year because things go on. But now I'm able to go out of town. Like I'm getting ready to go down to Texas here next month for some training with somebody. And I don't have to worry about being gone. Like, oh man, that's going to be three days not getting paid or, mm-hmm. you know. So that um, number is even with taking time off. Well, that's work. in June. But even I looked at June, whatever I have in June, I'm close to $3,000. Uh-huh. You know, we're out there. Yeah, it's something. Already booked. Awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. So do you think you're on target? Do you think you will make close to 100K in 2022? Or for yeah, sure mean, in 2023? I'll be darn close. Yeah. Not. Have you ever considered yourself someone that could make that much money? Hell no. Like I could never imagine it. You know, and like I say, it's not just about the money for me. That's a side effect. Yep. But I think, what can I do with that money to help people? How much training can I get? How much can I add to what I do to help people? That's where it's important to me. It's not just about, oh, I can go buy expensive stuff now. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you also get to like give back to the things that you love or like give your children the experiences that you didn't know that you could have, right? Go on those trips without it being stressful or dangerous to do it. Yeah. 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 It's really important. Well... I'm very proud of you and very excited that you were in the group. Side note, men do join the coaching program. We have four in this round, which is incredible. So we're like, we're doubling it all the time. Men are welcome. Love the ladies too. (laughs) So fun. Thanks for being a part of the group and for continuing on. And I'm very excited to see what your business continues to do. I know that if it's not this year, it'll be next year where you do hit that six-figure mark. And like you said, it's not about the money, but it is a little bit about the money. (laughs) It's the side effect that is a very good metric to track. And it's just fun. I think the more MFR therapists that there are out there that aren't under earning and aren't overworking, the better the world will be. Like It just can't be a bad thing because we're all kind of like-minded. We all love people. We all want to help people. And the more people out there being successful at this and not being better and not just being miserable because they're working so hard, it's just a good benefit all around and it's feel good. I just love it. That's why I'm the MFR coach, you guys. All right. So for anyone listening to this, this is the first week where you, the first and only week where you can enroll in group coaching for the fourth round of group coaching. And we will start our group in July. So that is this week, which is June 23rd through the 30th. And if you guys are listening to this in real time and you're at Advanced Unwinding, I'm here too. So come and say hello to me. It will be fun. All right, Brian, thanks so much for joining me today. People, you can find Brian Cashman 
on Facebook. You can also find him on Instagram at Brian Cashman. Is that right? Kinetic Wellness MFR on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, perfect. And you can find his website at kineticwellnessmfr.com. And he is located again in Evansville, Indiana. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under-earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at The MFR Coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.